Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School. I am very excited to be here for another episode with you all. I went on Instagram Live because I just had a situation where one of my avid listeners, a really big fan of mine, who is also the father of one of my best friends, just graciously lent me 45 minutes of his time, his wisdom, his inspiration to help me while I'm in a little bit of a time of struggle right now. And so I wanted to record this podcast interview at the request of my Instagram live avid listeners, the people who are always checking in with me, coming on the impromptu times I show up on Instagram live or in Spirit School live and share a little bit more about the struggles I'm kind of going through right now too. Because obviously you guys have been hearing for a while that, you know, things are going really well at Spirit School. We've had a huge expansion. We had our first retreat. The programs are still selling as much as they always were. The membership has been sustaining at over 100 people for the past two years. I have a school now. I have this physical location that is a whole nother sense of expansion. And half the people who came to the retreat have signed up again to come back next year. And more and more people are coming in all the time. And so I'm sharing with you guys often about the successes and how everything is going absolutely amazing. And I have complained in the past. I have done some podcast episodes on the shadow side of this business, or I talk about the different things I'm struggling with. And I'm, I'm usually met with a sense of criticism, not in a big way, but they are the only episodes I do receive hostile messages about or some really dark criticism calling me a martyr or calling me privileged complainer. And so I do feel very hesitant to share about my struggles, not only because of the criticism that I do get from them. And again, it's not an astronomical amount. It just happens to be the loudest. And it just happens to be the only episodes that I get kind of ugly messages about. And I'm like, Okay, there's like two different ways that we could play this. It's like either I'm sharing vulnerably and authentically with you all, no matter what, and you just got to kind of like hear me and whatever I talk about, just like take it or leave it. It's totally up to you. But I think that it's important to not only share about the great things that are going on and like letting you guys know about that, but like also sharing a bit of like the things I'm struggling with as well. And I'm in a huge place right now of being on the precipice of like really big expansion and the expansion is already happening. But also there's like this really odd set of complications that come with this expansion that I think need to be talked about as well. So if you can listen to this episode as a best friend, sitting there with a cup of tea, I'm just talking. I'm not looking to be rescued. I'm not looking for all the solutions. That's the other caveat I want to have around this episode I'm going to be sharing with you guys is this episode is just me talking. Typically, I bring to you the things that I've gone through 
and the solutions I have found for them. But today's a little bit different because I've been feeling a little bit more inspired to share things more raw in the moment, knowing that I don't have all the solutions. I'm not coming at you at the end of this episode with seven steps on how to rectify this. I'm coming at you with an episode on the growing pains that come with expanding as a light worker and expanding as a spiritual entrepreneur. How about that? So what I'm going to share with you today are some of the growing pains that I am currently undergoing and experiencing as part of the expansion that has been happening for the past six, seven months. So how do we even start this? If it comes across as complaining, I'm sorry, but not sorry. That's not how I'm intending it. I'm just trying to share because I know that there are so many of you looking to me in what I am creating and wanting to maybe create something similar. And so then if I could talk about some of these things, then maybe I can save you some of the growing pains that I'm having so you can go on to have your own unique set of growing pains so that we continue to share these things and expand in the light working space, not repeating the same lessons, but having new ones so that we continue to expand and grow this space. Sound fair? All right, so let's just agree. You're going to take what you take. You're going to leave the rest behind. You're going to go on to have your own lessons and not take on mine, but hopefully take some wisdom and do things a little bit differently for your own expansion, your own growth. So going back to early, early days in development, I kind of always felt like I would have a studio space and I always felt like I would have a place that people could gather and do like little home development circles. And essentially that's what I created in 2017 when I launched Squamish Medium was home development circles. And we would meet in my kitchen and we would have a great time together. And a couple of times I would even rent my friend's house. She's a single mom and there wasn't a whole lot of places in Squamish actually available that could hold a circle, believe it or not. A lot of Squamish builds are long and skinny and it might work for people to sit in theater style, but you know, I'm a First Nations woman. I love being in circles. Everything has to be a circle with us. So I want to sit in circle. So the only space I could do that was my home or my friend's home. So I would actually rent her space and do my home circles there. And it was a win-win-win situation for everyone. Then the pandemic happened. Then I remember on March 16th, March 18th was the lockdown. On March 16th, I had my final home circle. And funny enough, the people who were in that circle are coming to my first event in Spear School, Sheila V. So it's kind of funny that now I'm doing in-person stuff again. It's literally almost exactly the same people as when I closed my last home development circle in 2020. It's just a full circle moment here. But creating this space for Spirit School, your girl did not skip out on a thing. So not only did I pick the most bougie location in Squamish for my school, (laughs) I built it in an incredibly bougie and comfortable way. It is designed to the top. It has the best chairs. It has the best lighting. I wanted to go big first thing out of the gate. And that's something that one of my assistants, Danielle, mentioned to me. She said, you know, very few people would go this big right away. And the funny thing is there was no other option for me. I did not see another way of doing this. It actually did not occur to me 
to start off small scale and work my way up. And I'm not saying I regret that decision. It is what it is. The decision has been made. Now, keeping in mind, the budget did go very out of budget. And I did have to scale back quite a bit through this whole experience building the school. I did have to scale back on the backsplash, on some of the custom carpentry, carpets, designing a whole office, the furniture for the spare office signage. I wanted to have this beautiful glow signage for Spear School that you could see from far away, but I had to scale back. I can't afford the glow signage. I need to scale back a bit. So all this to say, there was a lot of compromise that happened in this journey, which was effortless in a way, but we still managed to be pretty over budget. And that's kind of the aftermath that I'm dealing with now. And some of the pressure that I'm facing is going into debt and being in a dream going for my dreams and being okay, going into debt, going into these dreams. And so there's that that I'm kind of growing into and becoming accustomed to. And of course, as I'm about to build out and develop my course series on Heal That Money Shit, which by the time this podcast airs on that Tuesday will be the first of four classes. I'm doing a four class series on this. So of course, when you sign up to be a teacher, you sign up to be walking context for the things that you're teaching. So here I am in a place in the grip, in this growing pain of expansion, where I have essentially doubled the cost of running my business by having a physical location. But I've also opened up the opportunity for expansion and being able to earn more and earn more with less effort and holding mini retreats and workshops and renting the space out. And like, there's just a lot of opportunity here. But of course, one of the most uncomfortable growing pains that I'm having to navigate as part of this expansion is like the finances and the money. And so I find it just funny, not funny and synchronistic that at a time where I am finally stepping up to teach what I have learned about money trauma, about the trauma of money, about our relationship to finances in a system that we are not able to shift individually but have to coexist in and thrive in, that I am facing now some of the deepest wounds that I have ever faced in my life. And not to say I haven't gotten ulcer and I haven't lost sleep over this, I also know I'm going to be okay. I also know that I have been led in every step up until this moment, and that has not changed. That has not shifted. Spirit has not taken me this far just to take me this far. I am continuously being divinely guided, and I will be okay. I know that. I feel that in the depth, and I do not deny that in even the most minuscule of ways. But even knowing that does not take away the nervous system response that I have in my current reality. This is what has been very interesting for me as part of these growing pains is all these tools that I have been learning over the past few years are actually having to start to be put to practice. And I am starting to have to be my own mentor, my own coach, my own best friend in staying in a thrive state while I'm in this awkward growth phase. And this growth phase is actually quite interesting because it's a space of expansion, but I haven't expanded yet. I have created the platform to be able to expand, which came at a cost of not just finances, but also time, energy, capacity, creativity. I have three assistants now. I have three people supporting me. 
one payroll employee, my first ever payroll employee, and my two contractors who are like my right hands in my business, Andrea and Danielle. And so I'm kind of in this phase of this awkward growth phase when it comes to the finances of everything going out and not everything coming in yet to its highest potential. And that is a very interesting place to be and not a place to be that I have been in too many times before in my spiritual entrepreneurship journey. I've always been like, oh, I'm earning this now. I'm able to do this. And now I'm in this growth phase of, okay, I went big on a big dream and I know it's going to be okay, but it's going to take some time to build and build up and build out. So there is a lot of discomfort for the nervous system in our human when we are still sitting in that void, in that gap, if you will, in that void. I've heard some people talk about it as a waiting room. I'm literally living and existing in this void, but that is still requiring a lot of activity for me. So that's the finance piece, and that's going to be fine. And you guys will hear me in a year from now. What were you worried about? There was nothing to worry about. I agree. And in hindsight, I think that that's going to be a very incredible experience for me. But I'm in the grip right now. I'm in it. There's no other way to describe this other than being in it. Another growing pain that I'm having right now is around time. Now, time to me is definitely more important than any amount of money. I've always said that. That's always going to be true for me. But I have to say that I have been very disrespectful with my time, especially with myself. And what I was telling somebody earlier who was generous enough to sit with me to talk about business, who's very far ahead of where I am in business, and that's actually very hard for me to find and has been hard for me to find in this space as somebody in a similar space, whether it's spirituality, mediumship, whatever, who is far enough ahead of me in the business side that I can look up to as a mentor. I just haven't found that in the space. If you know someone, please DM me their name because I probably just am not aware of them. But a lot of people are looking to me and asking to pick my brain. And I don't really have that out there in the world. So I was privileged enough and blessed enough to sit with somebody today who really held that mentor role with me and understood what I was going through and was just so generous with their wisdom and their knowledge. And they were talking about me finding my uniqueness and staying in that unique space and staying in the space of, of prioritizing my time to just show up in what I'm unique at and what nobody else can do for me. And I had this growing pain epiphany. And I said to him, I said, you know, the funny thing is, is that in my career up until three years ago, up until March 2020, I have always been the support person to the main character. I have always been the person that helps support the main character. I'm always the support person. And so one of the big growing pains I have is seeing myself as that main character and then allowing those people who I have trusted to support me, support me. Because I can still be quite controlling and not because I don't trust anyone else, but because I don't want to be a burden and I don't want to dump stuff on other people because I'm always that person. I've always been the person that the executive or the main character can dump on to make sure that their life goes smoothly so that they can show up in their genius. But one of my growing pains is seeing myself as that main character 
and then in calling and enlisting the support I need to be able to show up in my uniqueness and use my time more intelligently so that I have more space and time to show up in that way. Because the truth is, if I could have my life perfectly right now, if I could have my life any which way right now in my career only, I would say that I would love to just show up on Zoom and teach. I would love to show up in front of the podcast mic and just record. I would love to show up into that session room and do my reading. I would love to show up in front of that group and do that demonstration. I would love to go on that Instagram live a couple times a week and show up and share what's going on for me. I just want to show up and be me in front of whoever wants to listen. That is the truth. But what happens is I have hundreds of DMs, hundreds of emails, a lot of intricate things that only I can also really do, which is what I'm struggling with, which is like the accounting, the bookkeeping, the downloading the statements, the tagging every line item, what it is and where it needs to be allocated. I'm lucky because my team is really starting to predict the things that I need support with. And things have been elevated in that sense where, you know, I've handed over the little things like my acuity links for workshops. I've always taken that on myself, not because I don't trust anyone else to do it. I just never thought of asking someone else to do that before because it's so easy for me. It just takes me a couple seconds. But what I didn't realize is that how little time I actually have is because these little things need to get done for me to do the bigger things, I get really stuck and lost in the minutia of the little things and of the things that are so little but important and the bigger things cannot be done, like teaching that class cannot be done until people have a way of registering for that class is learning to hand off those minutia things so that I can just show up and teach that class. So this is a growing pain I'm currently going through and I'm literally smack in the middle of because this was an epiphany I had last month that I can't continue to live in this space even though I'm good at it and I'm effective at it and I'm efficient at it, right? I have this saying I've been saying for years where it's like, just because I can, does that mean I should? And so it's been really kind of like digesting some of my own sweet medicine to realize like I actually just cannot do this all myself. So I'm kind of in that middle phase now of this growing pain of like handing it off to my team, trusting that they'll be able to do it just as effectively as me, even if it's not the same as me, and get myself to a position where I can just show up and teach and just show up and read and just show up and do my thing. And that's kind of where I hope to go. And so that has been very interesting. So we've covered the money, we've covered the time. The last thing I'll say on the time is like building a school that's a physical brick and mortar. There are so many details that go into having a place be operational and up and running on the up and up that it has been so hard to manage and keep track of. Like, for example, And I know people in my collective are probably sick of hearing this, my membership, because it just seems so small, but it's actually quite big. But I had to get four different inspections to get licensed to open up here at Spirit School. Fire, water, building, plumbing. These are four different branches of the district that I'm having to reach out to, to schedule, to meet with, to get reports from, to pass off to licensing. It has been like herding cats. Because I'm like, who did I talk to? Who is this email with? Did I pass? 
Where's the report? Who hasn't gotten back to me? Okay, I think I have it all together now. I'm going to message it all off and then only to be met with, didn't you get this done? Who's this? And I just get so overwhelmed because it's so little but so important and it's been so hard to manage. So just to give you kind of like an example of the things that are really draining my time and they are keeping me from doing what I want to do really well. And so what I'm having to do is find a new way of being in my business that I can hand some of these things off to be able to show up in different ways. That's kind of my desire. That's the goal. That is one of the most uncomfortable growing spurts I'm going through right now. And no shade to my team because they are doing phenomenal and everything for me, I ask and more. And yeah, we're going to find our way. It's just been busy and chaotic. That is all. Now, the third growing pain I would talk about when it comes to the expansion that I've recently been going through is around balance and lifestyle. I literally at this point in time do not feel like I have any sense of a lifestyle. Keeping in mind, I'm recording this on May 24th. Starting October 1st of last year, I was in four months of health crisis, one thing after another. I had friendships that were so valuable to me and so important to me completely blow up. And there was a lot of emotional things that I went through late last year, as well as my health. And then on top of that, negotiating the school, building the school, making all the decisions involved in building a school, plus doing what I'm regularly doing, plus planning my first retreat, which was wildly successful. I wouldn't have changed anything for anything. But what happened was I went from last year having a lot of time off to live a certain lifestyle, which was one of an entrepreneur that has her shit together <laughs> and to spend some time for herself to go paddleboarding to really only having time off when I'm sick. And there was a lot of strange guilt that came up around that because it was like, oh my God, I just had COVID for three weeks and I had three weeks off. So now I have to get back to it because I have a membership. People are expecting a certain amount of me showing up and a certain amount of me giving my wisdom to make their investment worthwhile and like feeling this pressure and still managing being sick. So between September of last year and to the day that I'm recording this, the only time I have had off is when I have been sick. So in saying that, I've gotten into this habit and this way of being that is very go, 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 go just constantly responding to different things that come up. And what I'm starting to realize seven months into this way of being, which I'm not a fan of, is that the things never stop coming. So do I now then consider my life structuring it in a way differently where I really do have office hours? I really do have an on time and an off time. And that is actually one of the big things that this gentleman, Bart, was talking to me about that I am definitely going to be implementing is a more structured schedule so that I have time off that is dedicated to being off so that when I am working, I'm working with more intentionality. I'm working with more of a structure and more energy because what I'm struggling with right now is because there's so much to do, so many decisions to make 
so many things to get to my team to make sure that the things I've committed to are underway, like Sheila coming, Dominic coming, Julie coming, my next retreat. I haven't even started thinking about what I'm going to be doing for development circles here in Spears School yet because I haven't had that privilege of time to be able to envision because not only is this weighing on me 24-7 and that's one of the things that only full-time entrepreneurs will understand and resonate with is that when you have your own business and you have something that is requiring 100% of you to thrive on is that it is 24-7. There really is no off switch. And this is one of the benefits of doing mediumship or something on the side of a regular job is because with a regular job, for the most part, they don't pay you or compensate you to think about them afterwards. Funny enough, I do give my team an extra hour a week in their invoicing to think about me because I know I take up mental space for them and I want to compensate them for that mental space in taking that up. So they get extra hour a week just to think about me and just for me taking up some of their mental capacity. Because I know that that's how it used to be in the corporate space. But realistically, one of the big shifts I had on balancing things when I had a job was when I'm at work, they get me. When I'm at home, they get me. But because my work and my home is so intertwined now, I actually don't have a lot of separation and balance. And the other thing, too, is something that I can't really get away from. But my team works different hours than me, too. So some of my teammates, because they have kids, like work in the evenings and weekends. And so I need to still be responsive to them when they choose to work. And that's just the flexibility that I want to offer them because I don't expect everyone to work the same amount of me, which is just me having to work during school hours. But that's not what's happening. I am working all hours, all night, because I'm not disciplined with myself right now on separating my life. And so now I have an office, which has only been for the past two weeks, keep in mind. One of the growing pains that I'm going through is shifting from an old way of being, which worked well for me for a time, of being able to work in my home, work out of my home, and having my life and career not be very separate. Now I'm feeling that I've grown so much and I have so much opportunity ahead of me that I am having to look at that separation more intentionally. So now I have an office. I'm going to have office hours, which are going to be school hours. Until my kids are older, I work during school hours. I know that there are so many people who are like, what about weekends? I work too, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we will get there. I have solutions for everything. There will be some weekends I work, and those are going to be when I have international teachers coming to share the space with me and co-teach with me. And then until my kids are older, I'm going to be working during school hours. And then what I'm going to have to get more disciplined at, and this is what I think will work, and I will update you down the road in what actually did work, but I am going to have to create a structure for myself and keep a discipline with it and do it for my own health and well-being of my physical health, my mental health, my energetic health, and my relationships. Because the truth is, like when I go home and I still have the weight of my inbox on me and the people I didn't get back to and like the things I still need to create is that my family then does not get the best of me. Now, when I left my corporate career and went to go full time into this practice, I did not think this was going to be a problem. I thought that would be solved 
by being home more and being accessible more to my family. But as you are growing a successful practice, it's harder to manage that. I'm not going to lie. That is what I am finding. And again, you won't know until you get there. And I can feel and hear people's heads nodding (laughs) as I'm talking. Yes. I actually don't know very many entrepreneurs who are still entrepreneurs today because it is a hustle and it is hard. And I really want to be a living example of a spiritual entrepreneur that can find really big success with ease that isn't on 24-7. I felt very duped by people who promoted this idea of doing all this with ease and working like four hours a week. But I don't believe that's the case. I believe that maybe, yes, you are at your computer four hours a week or you are in class four hours a week. But to create all the things, there is so much envisioning time required that one thing that I have really struggled with is carving out that envisioning time for myself. And so I'm kind of doing it in the bath after I put the kids to bed or while I'm cooking dinner. And then what happens is, yes, that is kind of being smart in the sense where, you know, I'm multitasking here. I'm doing it while I'm doing the other thing. But then that's the slippery slope of there not being a separation between life and work. And so this is where I need to get a little bit more disciplined and where I desire some of the biggest shifts. So these are some of the growth spurts that I'm having right now and some of the things that are coming up for me that I have been struggling with. And I felt it very important to share this. And again, I'm not coming at you with a bunch of solutions. I don't have all the answers. I am actually capturing this as almost like a vault for myself. And like, this is what the podcast started off with too, right? My development journals. It's like looking back at them and being like, wow, I was really fussed about that for a while, wasn't I? And it's kind of nice to know I'm not fussed about that anymore. And so this whole podcast has been for me almost like a capsule of where I'm at. And I love looking back and seeing what I used to be bothered with and where I'm at today. So here I am marking a point of time in my life where I am in this middle ground of what was and what will be. What was has been a flourishing career that blows my freaking mind. What is ahead of me is so much potential and possibility, it scares the shit out of me (laughs) in the best ways. Where I am at right now is somewhere in the middle that I am uncomfortable. I am pretty stressed. I am excited. I have an ulcer. I'm losing sleep. I have black bags around my eyes I have never seen before. If you've caught me on any lives, you will have noticed them too. No shade. I get it. I see myself. I know where I'm at, but I am in this very uncomfortable middle ground space right now. And yeah, that has been a real big struggle for me. I don't like being in this space, but the truth is, I think I'm going to be here a lot in my future and I need to get used to who I am in this middle ground space. Who am I? Who do I want to be in this discomfort? And, you know, funny enough, I'm reflecting now as I think back to some of the messages that Spirit has brought through in the powerful monthly messages and how they have been preparing me for this moment and how maybe, I don't know, I don't want to be hard on myself, but like my initial instinct is to say, wow, did I pass? 
because I still do catch myself numbing out and pacifying some of the discomfort that they have been talking about for the past like year. And in some breaths, I'm proud of myself because I'm still moving forward. I have known so many people that I have admired who just called it quits and said, I've had enough. And though I have felt moments of that, I could see and empathize how come people would get to that point. I'm still choosing to continue forward because I love my work. I freaking love the world of spirit. I love my work. I love my clients. I love my students. I love seeing their faces. I love showing up and talking to them. I love teaching everything I have been learning. I love my work so much. So if I can ask for you to hold a vision for me, if I can ask to be held in this moment of extreme discomfort, I'm going to cry. <laughs> so hard to ask for things. Wait, if you could continue to hold a vision for me and with me, I really want to hold this vision of being so supported in my work that I can just show up and teach and feeling worthy enough of being the main character that I could just show up and be myself and have that be my career. Is it possible to just teach and show up and do readings and demonstrations and Instagram lives and spirit school lives and have everything else taken care of? Is that possible? That's the vision I have for my future because I also think it's really abundant because the people who support me, I think I compensate very well. And it just creates more abundance for them and more opportunity for them as well. And there's a lot of shame that I feel like I carry that is not mine that says I have to work so hard for everything that I have. And because I have more than I've ever had in my life, there's this like punishing side of me that says, you need to work harder for this now. You need to pay your dues even more for this now. And it's like, can we have success without the suffering? So I'm still in it. This is me being just real honest and raw and in the grip with you all on where I'm at and where I desire to be. And I know that you who are listening to me are rooting for my success. I can feel it because you know that my success is your success as well. I know that you support me on this path and I want you to know I thank you and I feel it. And if it's helpful, I can continue to show up in this way for you. And yeah, if you can help me hold the vision, I would be so grateful. And I just want to say thank you because I just feel your love so much. And I'm continuously working towards feeling so worthy of your love and your support and your kudos. And I just want you to know, even though I may not see your face or speak your name, I am full heartedly and so from the depths of my soul rooting for your success as well because. Your success is my success as well. So I hope this helped. I hope it's helpful seeing me in this space. Thank you for giving me the space and platform to share all sides of me and all sides of this. And whatever was said needed to be said. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Christy Pike. Thank you, Rave, Radiant Vibes. Thank you, Lynn Tuckney's. 
Thank you, Deanna Wampler. Thank you, Edwig. I just want to thank everyone who has been supporting me and just rooting me on genuinely in all of this. I just want to say thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to my collective members too, because you guys are just so freaking bomb. So supportive. So much love. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will end it here. We will see you on the next episode of Spirit School, which will be your June Spirit Messages, which I'm really looking forward to. Thank you. Did you know that Spirit School is not just a podcast? It's an actual school. If you go to myspiritschool.com, you can invest in self-study courses, live programs, and of course, the Spirit School Collective, my baby, my monthly membership community. All Spirit School offerings are intended to get you feeling clear, confident, and connected to your spiritual path, your development journey, and of course, connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you. I hope to see you in Spirit School.